Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. I can only apologise that we weren't here last week, but I didn't fancy doing the podcast from an oven. It's no. still humid. It's like you were just saying before this, it's still like 79% humidity today, isn't yeah. it? So even Ridiculous. though it's only a steady 18, it's probably a lot more than that in here, but it's manageable. Easy. Unlike, I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, genuinely. I will say, please stop walking your dogs. Just because it's, yeah. I mean, today's fine, but I saw people, you know, on the hottest day on Tuesday. Walking their dogs at the hottest point of the day. It wasn't, ju- it wasn't really that, to be fair. I did see nobody out because I, I, I stood outside for a bit on 40 degrees and I was like, okay, this is fire. World burning. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, maybe it wasn't just the summer of 76. We ain't going there. Um, but like, we... It was like, I, that was ridiculous. And people have realized, oh, maybe I shouldn't bring my dog out. But when it dropped mm. to about 30, I think people are so used to, oh, it's cooled down now. I can take my dog out. I was like, it's still 30 degrees. It's still hot. You can't take your dog in this. Yeah. And it, it's also that thing where if you don't want to be out in it, sometimes like, oh, go take the dog. And it's too hot. Your dog definitely doesn't. Especially on I saw, tarmac and concrete. Yeah. And I saw so many posts like of people saying, "My dog's this." It's like, could you take them out too early? You either take them early, like start of the day, and then late at night, and that's it. Okay, we just had a uh, Discord crash as we were chatting yes. there, and uh, we're both blaming each other because we're both hardwired in, and we both crashed on each other's end. So, let's blame Discord because that's the only thing we could blame. We can, yeah. My internet should not be doing that, and yours has never done that before. So. No. We will take it for that. But yeah, we were talking about dogs in heat, but we can move on to the, how has your week been, mate? <laughs> uh, Not dogs hot. in heat, by the way. <laughs> dogs and, and heat. Dogs walking in the heat. Thank you. Uh, it been busy. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a busier time on the channel in summer. And this is the first time I decided to dedicate myself to talking about rumours and stuff because normally... I normally do the holding up the shirt, it's official, done. But I got into talking about some of the rumours in the football tramp, but I've never done that before. And it's actually quite enjoyable at, at times. Yeah, Jake, dis- Jake decided he liked views, <laughs> basically. Hey, well. And he was like, oh, yeah. I was, he said to me, actually, I think I know why you used to do these about the big, big ones now. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't stop. You could also do with breathing at some point, Jake. You speak faster than anybody I ever know into a microphone. Pace yourself. There's a reason. If I don't talk fast, I'm... I, I do. That, that is unfortunate, isn't it? Because you do need to I slow ha- down sometimes. Yeah, I need can't. to slow down at times. But if I don't, I turn into a fish out of water. It wouldn't be fun. No, uh, there's literally a button on my stream deck which is set for my missus to f- f- press if I have a seizure and it just says in case of fit and it's a picture of me on the floor just a gift doing that <laughs> creative <laughs> but like it it's it, it been busy but it's been it's been a good week uh first week of the summer holidays so we got my little one off for seven weeks which is fun not seven uh yeah, seven oh, weeks. Oh, we had this. We've had this conversation before. Carry yeah, on. seven. Yeah, seven weeks. So it's not been fun. And then queuing to buy a new Sheffield Wednesday shirt. And we'll talk more about this later, which was fun. We hot. will. We will talk about uh, that. How's your week been, apart from hot? Really busy. Obviously, the, the heat is a thing in there. Um, but it's slowing down. I'm I'm going to have some time off soon. I'm going to... I've got some... Now it's cooled down this week. I might do some backdated videos a little bit. Um, I was ready to pump out the Sheffield Wednesday career mode quite a bit, but people decided not to like the video. So I was like, well, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be a stroppy, stroppy person about it. And well, I'm just uh, going to go like and subscribe to the channel. It helps him. Yeah. Um, so I just, I've been, I'm trying to think what have I been doing? I've, yeah, I've you been, just, I've been wrapping up quite a lot of work. Yes. I, I got the new PlayStation Plus thing. Which one? I got the top tier because I might as I thought I might as I've got like a month left that, on my subscription, so I might as well upgrade. That's what I'm. That's why I'm getting. I'm doing like the thirteen pounds a month thing. They're paying the hundred quid up front. Yeah, I think I'm gonna drop it to the second tier because I'm not fussed about the PS1 and PS2 and PSP games because they are crap at the minute. I won't lie. Mm. I thought like I realized that I was a kid when all this was out, and it were a lot of it. 
I like a lot of it, but a lot of the stuff I play is third part was third party yeah. stuff. So I used to play like the GTA. Have you like that. played Stray yet? No, not yet. Are you going to play it? No, I've just started Death Stranding because I wanted to do that. Um, Ooh, good game. I finished Ghost of Tsushima, but then I sold it because it was selling for it over retail, and I wasn't scalping it, but I played it, and then people couldn't get hold of it, so it was selling for like I sold it for like full retail. I sold it for like fifty quid, so I was like, yes, I will. Sell nice. It. Um, because people couldn't get hold of it on PS4, I think, and I just yeah. upgraded it to PS5. But that's fully on uh, the service with the DLC, the director's cut. So I'm going to go through and play the DLC of that, I think. It's a I've, good game. Yeah, I enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and then, yeah, what else have I downloaded? I'm waiting for God of War, but I have got this real thing about paying 70 quid for games. God of War is probably one I would. But I just disagree with the pricing model in general. I think it's ridiculous. To be fair, PlayStation pricing models is stupid. Xboxes is a little bit better. It's the same. Uh, no, but the digital side. No, it's the, the same. Digital. It, oh. it is the same. It is the same in general. I know there's some games that drop a little bit lower. Yeah. But I know the, the the mantra that they're trying to do. They're trying to do all AAA releases for seventy quid, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they were never 70 quid in this country anyway. Back in my day, I could get two games for 30 quid. <laughs> well, games were 30, and then they were 40, yeah. and then they were 50, yep. right? And 50 was like, that's where I draw. And I and 50 is still kind of where I draw the line. I, I was yeah. I, I was up in an R when a lot of digital sales were like 59.99. I was like, who's paying that for a game? That's right? not a sale. Because all the physical games were like 50 quid anyway. Now, physical games even- are 70, or if you're lucky, 60. It's 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 bad in that regard. It's even worse when you go to Steam and you can pick the that same game up for like forty quid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause I think there's a lot of uh, pretentious people that talk about, oh well, people just don't want to pay for games anymore, and it's it's sort of like I'm like. I'll be honest, though. I know I don't really because a lot of what is coming out is absolute crap and microtransaction fodder. Gaming at the moment is absolute rubbish. There's nothing out there that greens stuff. And the problem is the microtransactions are slowly coming into it each time. And it makes gaming not fun. If every game that came out was of God of War's quality, was uh, was something like, you know, a Bethesda game studios game that I enjoy, I, I personally enjoy those big things. Yeah. I would pay seventy quid for them. I would. I've always said I would pay a hundred pound for those sort of experiences mm. because they are good. But However, it's like when you have to pay sixty quid for FIFA, which is a just added new team and new stadium. That's it. Yeah, and it's 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 all sorts. It's just the issue, just your general churn out games that cost you a fortune. Which is why I'm not against the subscription model because I actually. I don't mind trying the lower tier games on that, mm. on that certain lo- lower price point games on that because I actually end up finding that I enjoy some. But I, I don't know, I don't know. It's a uh, old man waving at the cloud now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you get, you're getting into grumpy old man territory. Yeah, well, back in my day, it was never like this, Jake. We, uh, uh, back in my day, I could, I could get the latest WWE SmackDown and FIFA at the same time for sixty quid, and I was happy. Back in my day, when it was just a bit hot, we didn't think the world was burning. <laughs> because we we didn't read all the scientific data telling us that we were burning the world. But uh, anyway, should we get into a Sheffield Wednesday podcast? Yeah, we will. Speaking of burning, it's very warm in here now. I was I was <laughs> I was getting very cocky, and now it's and now it's warm. But yeah, yeah, it's been a while. So this episode's going to kind of like be a mash of highlight uh, of sort of like stepping over what we missed, but. Yeah. Still trying to give a highlight to things where we need to. So, Wednesday, you've had a couple of preseason fixtures since we last spoke. Um, Bournemouth versus Sheffield Wednesday was one of them. Jake, talk me through your thoughts on this one. Just a very. It was a game where it was Premiership, Premier League. Gotta get it in my head. They can't do it right. Premier League opposition, and they they showed the quality and. And we were coming off the back of a behind closed doors. I think it was 3 1 versus Middlesbrough as well, what wasn't great. But the thing you've got here is that people have already seen bits and pieces. You, this is, especially out in Portugal, it wasn't about the result. It was getting minutes, it was getting fitness. While they've been over there, they've had triple sessions, they've had time to get it in the legs. And it's, 
if what they're going for, the bits and pieces that look good, there was a really good ball by Bannon, and I think it was to, um, it was either to Windass, if I remember correctly, and it was a fantastic ball, and you're seeing that kind of thing that we know, but pre-season for me, the pre-season games, they don't mean much apart from one, and we'll talk about that in a bit, because the one that I want to talk about is interesting. Is and it Wigan by any chance that we're about to speak yes. about? Forget about uh, Bournemouth, let's talk about Wigan. The Wigan one, great first 20 minutes. And Rayo Vercano, La Liga mid-table team. Oh yeah, okay. we, I watched that. I actually forgot that yeah, existed. It yeah, yeah, it was good. We did, we did okay, we had some chances. But the Wigan game is the one I want to talk about. And this is the one that people... We lost that 2-0 by the way as well. It's the one that people, everyone, everyone melt down about it. And Darren Moore melt down a bit at the end with his interview. Great 20 minutes looking on top. Great cross for the goal by uh, by Bannon and Hennigan, which we want to see him going up for those headers. That's what we want to see. We want those kind of balls in for someone who's his, his size and getting on. He even jumped into a weak way to get the goal. You want that in your team. Then from there, stupid mistakes that we know about our defence that are happening. Marvin Johnson with the pass to Stockdale, not something you want to see. Yes, it pre-season. Yes, it doesn't matter, but you want those mistakes out, especially with it being this close to the season. And then it started to crumble a little bit. The the mistakes were happening. There was a man, the man not marked for the second goal. You're like, that basic simple marking thing. The defensive frailty came back and you can't say that it's a... Um, it's, oh, it's the former players and stuff. This is a mental thing. It's got to be in the coaching side of it for me, because this is a brand new, in theory, brand new back line. Dockdale, Awickway, Hennigan, you've got Iortha and Palmer and probably Hunt, who are the ones who are back, and then anyone coming to vent. My issue is, it's zonal marking. I don't think zonal marking works in League One. In League One, man-to-man marking works better. You stay with your man, you stay on it. I don't think marking in zones in League One is the way to go forward, but that is Darren Moore's approach. Darren Moore after the game was very much like, uh, it wasn't a great game in terms of defensive. We slacked. We looked good for the first 20 minutes. I don't know why we didn't keep this up. We should have done. And it's that same thing we've heard a lot last season. Really good for the first 20 minutes, then we dropped. And the fact that that's happening again so close, I'm glad it's happened now, though. I'm glad it's happened now so they can go into training. And people's gone. Darren Moore's a defender. Why is he not sorting it? We don't know how closely Darren Moore works with the defence. We don't know who's doing that side of it. But you've got to... It's an issue that keeps cropping up. And I this I think this is, and this is one out there, and I don't think he will. But if Darren Moore ever loses his job, it'll be due to this defensive issue. Personally. Yeah, that's that's what you can see, can't you? Really, it's it's shaping up that if it was ever to be that situation, it'd be <laughs> it would be the. Def- I just wish we could sort it because I like so much about what Darren Moore's doing. Um, but it does seem that all our defenses just seem to crumble, and yeah. we've we've got a pretty much an entirely new back line, and they're crumbling. And yeah, already, and Hutchinson gone to Reading and done really well. It's like, could we have actually just given in another deal? I d- the, to be fair, the Hutchinson thing, I think that's more because he's closer to home. Also, well. the Hutchinson thing is just, he was part of a crumbling defence last season as well. Yeah, I don't think it's called for meltdown though, right? It's And it hasn't really. There's been not the level of meltdown I'd expect from the Sheffield. It's been a bit, but... I, I always say a bad preseason for Wednesday normally equals a good season. Yeah. It's not been an amazing, it's it's not been a great one really, but you've got to think you've got to have tried to mask a yawn here, not very successfully. <laughs> it's it's I'm tired. I'm it's tired. Hot. I've had I've had a, I've had a couple of hours sleep last night, so I am um, I'm running on fumes, guys. But he um I know what you're saying about the zonal marking, but players should be able to do that, especially when you're playing oh God, yeah. with a with a wider back line, you know, and you've got the, those <sighs> And it's, it's, it's a difficult kind one. of thing now, isn't it? It is the entire of playing in defence. You don't get many managers that do man to man marking anymore. 
it just needs it just needs to gel quick if we're going to play like this. It needs finessing, doesn't it? It what? just needs a little bit extra in it. What are you thinking um, on the uh, formations? We're going to play a back three, definitely. He set it up to be in back three kind of thing with win backs. And I personally think that's why Mendes Lang left. He didn't sign a contract. Mendes Lang's a winger, not a wing back. I don't think he wanted to play wing back. You've got... You're going to have that solid base in midfield with Byers, Bannon, Vokes. I thought Vokes has looked very solid and he looks really good. He is already playing as like that defensive anchor, but who can get forward? For me, where we're missing is up front. As much as we've got Smith, Patterson, Windath does play there, Gregory, there's still something missing. There's nothing that can get you off your seat and go forward in terms of pace all we've really got is Windass and possibly Marvin Johnson yeah it's crying out for Wilkes really isn't it oh big deal just pay them what they want now I'm, I'm at that point we do need that option we've not got a Wilkes topic in the document I don't think but it's the world topic is basically got left out of two games at the weekend, didn't start, no one knows what's going on. It's it's. I, I've done seven sodding videos on it. I'm sick of talking about him. And until he's holding up that shit or Ati Chansiri following, I don't think we can do anything yet because it's going to rumble on. No. This is oh, no, very I, we have got a Wilkes. We have got a Wilkes topic in there. I'm going to let me jump to that now, actually, and we'll cut it out later. Oh, yeah, we have. We have. Um, it's because the headlines aren't working properly for some reason this week. Um, so, headline from Yorkshire Live. Hull City Chief tells Sheffield Wednesday to respect the market in Malik Wilkes' chase. <laughs> Hull's Vice City Chairman Tan Kessler has claimed that Sheffield Wednesday must improve their offer if they are to sign Malik Wilkes this summer. The Owls have formalised their interest in the 23-year-old, but their bid falls short of the valuation set by those in charge at the MKM Stadium. Um, I'll, I'll scan through the article a bit here because this is the new information. We're looking for the, the new comments from him. He said, in quote, We're also waiting. If Sheffield Wednesday are going to come back to the table, and with all respect to Sheffield Wednesday, they have to respect the market value of the player, otherwise there is more interest, we'll probably take it. Death interest. I ain't heard anyone apart from us. Yeah. Kessler also admitted he's unsure whether Hull would be willing to let Wilkes leave permanently as they may prioritise a loan move. He added, He and I, we've spoken, and he's at that level now where he's trying to prove himself to this group, and he's focused on here. He's happy that there's interest, and he wants, to, but he want, and he wants to take his chances here until the last moment, and then go. To be honest, we haven't decided what we're going to do, permanent or a temporary, at the moment. We may want to let him go for one year of football, and then come back and see him again. End quote. Right, he's talking bull. He's talking he's about his arse. Year, He's got a year left on his contract. You made him sign a year extension to so you could sell him, right? We come in and giving it, yes, it's not what you expect, but you're talking at your backside. That is That interview says everything that we first thought about the whole situation is that you want him to go, but you want him to go for extortionate prices because you want to make back the 1.2 million you got, yet you just sold a player to Brentford for 17 million. It's not like you need the cash. Wilkes wants to be at Wednesday. We know that. He's made it very clear. And I want Wilkes to be at Wednesday. I think this is Darren Moore's priority signing. If you look at like the Manchester United De Jong, this is Darren Moore's De Jong. He wants Wilkes. He wants to work with him again. And we know what Wilkes can do in this league. It's already been shown. He's 23, so there's a good age for sell-on value there. Yeah. Which is you need to. This is what I... But I can completely respect Chancery for being a bit like, come on, give me some leeway here. The fact that it, the nice thing is we haven't had the usual Chancery coming out and saying something about it. Chancery keeping cards very close to Chef, which I like. And we know Chancery, when it comes to doing negotiation, he's very good at it. And on this one, somebody's doing it to him, but it doesn't work because if you're saying, telling me you're going to send a player out on loan who's obviously not going to get in your team because you've not picked him for two games on Saturday and he's not injured. I sold him for 110 million to Manchester United last night on my FIFA career mode that I've just started on the PlayStation. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> he, uh, 
He's, he's cracking. Potential. He is cracking on FIFA, man. Like he was three seasons in, he'd got us to the Premier League in like the fourth. And Man United came in with a 90 million offer and I got him to 110 million because he was like rated 86. What did you get? 86 I was going to say, oh, wow. I think he was like 26, 27, rated 86 and they paid 110 million for him. But this is the thing, taking the FIFA side of it away. Very important. There's a player obviously. that, there's, a, ver- no, no. there's <laughs> a very much a player that we know Darren Moore wants to work with again. We know he wants to play at Wednesday because we nearly went for it last season and it just didn't work. It, you look at all the players Darren Moore's bringing in. They're either players he's worked with before or he's been scouting them for a very long time and never got them at a different club, but now he's getting them. There's a system here that Darren Moore's going for. And I just want Chance Series lad to do the follow. We know two hours, three hours beforehand, and then we can have our number seven that we've been wanting all summer. But it's going to roll on. I... I love how they keep saying, oh, there's interest from abroad. I've not heard anything from abroad. He's just talking out his arse. Completely. Um, we, we Again, as we've been saying for weeks, we will see what happens with Wilkes. Let's move fully into the news now. So since we last spoke to you, it's, it's old news now, but Wednesday have announced and unveiled their 2022-23 kits, finally. We have got a... Uh, Central, well, Jake's modeling it for our audio listeners now. Um, uh, video listeners, there we go. He's uh, he's, sh- he's showing what it looks like on a normal human being. Um, you are a skinny lad, though. You are so this, this is a medium, this is tight, a medium, and it's the same measurements of last season. Last season feels looser, does it? It's not a good, sign. yeah. So they have changed it. So I will be probably getting the away kit as a large. But my big issue with the kit is this sponsorship. Not the sponsorship itself. I like that we've finally gone to the sponsorship Host and stay of the sponsorships for those who don't know. But it's got a tacky feel. And I think if you put it in a couple of washes, it's going to peel. And people have been having issues with it. And the thing is, when they get this printed somewhere in the UK, this does not come from Macron printed. It get printed somewhere else in the UK and then sent back to Wednesday. I really like the fact that we're doing the commercial side of it and using our brains and getting sponsors in, bringing in turnover. That's what Wednesday needs to do. It feels like a proper football club, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't like the fact that that is one of the best kits I've seen in a long time and the sponsor ruins it for me. When we did our kit ranking video, I mean, it's not awful. It's not an awful look, but it's... It's better on the yellow kit. Yeah. It's the one shirt that I look at and go, why couldn't that be a sponsorless one? Because it's just classic Wednesday. The collar is fantastic. Yeah, like, like it's got well. it's got the blue and white uh, stripes on there, but it's a, it's a, it's an offset sort of. Also, the look. big thing is stripes all the way through. Yeah, stripes all the way through, and it's central. It's a good looking shirt. That I might have to get oh, that. My big thing. Look, central badge in a central stripe. I, I got it right. <laughs> I might, I might have to drop fifty two quid on that at some point. And the pricing's not bad. That no, is good pricing. That's not too bad. I might do that. I'll probably get it in a 2XL and hopefully it, it's not ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's usually what I get all my Wednesday shirts in now because they're so small. Like, yep. This is a large, believe it or not. It's an oversized large, so it's an oversized fit. Yeah. But like, Wednesday shirts, it's always 2XLs nowadays, football shirts in general. Um, yeah. Then again. The, and let's be fair, the kit launch as well with the way they did the video, I thought that was very class. I thought the boxing promotion style thing was decent. Um, it getting a little bit better that side. Yeah, it was all right. It was it was it was pretty decent. Um, it was we're trying we're trying to think of it. I wish. Yeah, we're not that creative with our player signings, so we we try to be a bit more creative with the the kit the kit reveal. So yeah, that was that was not bad on that front. Um, sorry, I was thinking about something else when I said that. I just <laughs> really bluntly just said, yeah, that that was all right. I was I was going for the next transition because I was just I was like, God, I was looking at the date of when we put this in the article, and it's just we haven't done a podcast in so long, have we? But yeah, no, I I, uh, I like I like what we're doing uh, on that front. We just need to make sure 
we keep up that side and of I, it. Our media team keep working hard with it. Yeah, and I do like the Macron kits. They feel it's nice to have a decent. Not saying that Chan series fra- framed it wasn't decent, but it takes the logistical side away from it. We don't have to blame Chan series. Something goes wrong now. We put, there's someone other than Chan series to go. It's your fault. It, no, it's the Macron fault. And I think that just makes more sense. Yeah. Even though we we can't reduce the old shirts, or probably ever reduce these, so no. yeah. Season tickets should be with you. They were on the way last time we, we put when we put this uh, in the podcast for last week, and most people seem to have got them on Twitter. So you should have your season yep. tickets, which is good. Super. You should also be able to purchase tickets as of tomorrow when this podcast goes out for Owls versus Sunderland. So Wednesday, you've got Sunderland at home in the Carabao Cup, the League Cup round one. Adults are 15 quid. Uh, senior slash under 21s are a tenner. Under 17s are a fiver. They're opening the full south, the north stand lower section up to row 21. The grandstand and cop will be closed. Why? Can I just, I don't know. I think our pricing this year ticket wise is a little bit better. It's not great, but it's a little bit That's better. That's a cup game though, mate. I know. No, we can't really take it on a cup game. Nobody's going. Because hasn't it been, te- isn't it getting <laughs> televised as well? Yeah, it did actually, yeah. So... I think it's on Sky. Even if it's not on Sky, they'll probably stream it because they, they, they do something for the League Cup, don't they? So, uh... Yeah. I'll probably do a dexterity watch for this. No, I won't. I'm away, I think. I'm not sure. I need to check my dates. We'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what... We'll see we're closer to the time. I am doing a lot over the next few weeks, so there might be a few episodes, guys, where um, still, if you would like to come on the podcast, let me know. I've already got somebody coming on the podcast shortly. It's going to be a little bit of a different style of episode. Um, But yeah, if you're, as I said a little while ago, if you've got like a different perspective on something or you work for one of the causes that's that's good in in the game or not even if you work for them just if you're involved or you've just generally got some good football chat and we can make an episode out of it we will because i'm going to be bulk report recording some and then basically patching jake into them to give us all the live updates as i go away a little bit um around august and stuff and just try and decompress for a few weeks but it's annoying that they've started the season so early because usually i'm but I've done all that and back for the start of the season. That's uh, you're decompressed and ready. Yeah, exactly. But just because, because clearly we've we've understood on this podcast that my level of speech has rapidly declined. Let's try and get me back to some sort of uh, yeah fitness. Uh, but yeah, we are talking about tickets here because the MK Don's Wednesday ticket details. So they go out on Wednesday, don't they? They do maybe. Potentially. Anyway, here are, the, here are the prices. So this is at MK, obviously. Adults, 24 quid. 65 and over, 18 quid. Under 25 is 12 quid. Under 18, 6 quid. Under 12 is 3 pounds. So not too bad. And we have actually... Hey, up. Why is there two sets of prices here? One for travelling. One of them might be. Oh yeah, sorry, that's in a city, in a city owl. They're running the, uh, they're running the coaches. My brain was going there. I'd go to this, but there's no way I'm getting that on uh, priority. Hang on, when is that again? Yeah. Well, NK, NK don't. Yeah, I, c- I could actually go to that, but there's no bloody way that. Our away tickets are so difficult. That's the one thing about God. not doing a season ticket, like, and not being able to commit to every single week. So not having a season ticket, yeah. even trying, because even the season ticket, I'll just struggle. Um, but yeah, be good to see the season properly kick off. Um, we've, we need more home matches in August. It's annoying. Just saying, the Barry Benny, a Barry Bannon special would be nice again. Yeah, it would. It'd be a good bloody start as well to kick off like mm. against 
having OK Dons as a s- s- sort of like early fixture to be able to set the ground running. We've just got to make sure we do. That's the thing. Yeah. So Wednesday has signed a player. This is from the Sheffield Wednesday website. I will sign Tyreek Backinson. Wednesday have completed the permanent signing of Tyreek Backinson from Bristol City for an undisclosed fee. The midfielder becomes the Owls' eighth edition of the summer transfer window. The 23-year-old began his career with Luton Town, making his professional debut for the Hatters in May 2016, before joining the Robins the following year. Backinson has also enjoyed loan spells with Newport County and Plymouth Argyle before spending last season with Ipswich Town in League One. With over 100 career league appearances under his belt, the Londoner bolsters Darren Moore's options in the engine room ahead of the 2022-23 campaign ahead. End quote. So, uh, there's a bit of controversy surrounding this because some of the Bristol fans sort of like don't seem to... Bristol City fans don't seem to... uh, Don't seem to appreciate the man. And the manager. Yeah, there's there's been a little bit of drama around that, hasn't there? Yeah, it's a weird one. With what Pearson said, take it with a grain of salt. Pearson does fall out with a lot of players. If it's not his way, that he will definitely fall out with them. And that's something you have to take into consideration. He does have that in his locker. If it's not his way or the highway, you have an issue. Now, the issue with Bristol City fans is, it's weird because Ipswich fans really liked him. Well, that's and good because he was there last season. Yeah, they were hoping that so a lot of them were hoping there was going to be a loan to buy option because they really liked him, but they're going to sign Dominic Ball instead, who's very similar. Now, the nice thing about this again, it's a 23 year old. We're going for that younger player ready to get, who's ready to play now, but have a couple of years because you look at that midfield and you look at some of our players, it's aging. So bringing it down a bit, getting players into those kind of roles. Now, a lot of people have said that one of the things that he does lack at times is the like urgency to pass the ball quicker. He's a bit slow. He'll have to get worked on on that. And I think under Darren Moore, he will. Darren Moore, the kind of manager I can see when there's been a player who's been frozen out at clubs, can put an arm around the shoulder, bring them back into the fold and get them happy for playing again. Mm. It does now mean we don't need any more midfielders for me now. Attacking midfielders, yes. Midfielders, no. We are very stacked in midfield now. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Even if sort of fizz goes, which we'll talk later on, like there's, yeah. there was questions around that with Backinson coming in. Is this a replacement? I am excited to see us doing... This is the thing that... This is a trend that I've not really seen mentioned on our social media and things like this. We're buying the younger players and getting older, more experienced players on free transfers. Yes. So we're buying players that have got that little bit of potential, not that just the younger ones that people don't really think are going to cut it so they're letting them go. We're buying those players. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's clever. Yeah. And this, and one of the things I'm actually very happy about as well is what I saw in the Rio Valcano game. I actually got that right. Well done, Jet Brain. Impressive. Um, Impressive. <laughs> but it, that it, that thing, what I saw is I don't mind Alex Hunt going out for, like, I know he's ours, but I don't mind him going out for another year on loan and then coming back and getting another signing because I see him being someone who could replace Barry Bannon now. It was only a little bit of a fell, but you see some of the turns and moves he does with his feet. He got that ability. He has that ability to be a Barry Bannon replacement if you want to. Maybe not got the passing yet, but there is a player there who could probably do it. I know that's a big claim. That is a big claim, just a bit. It's a very it's a very big claim, but how nice would it be to have a Barry Bannon replacement already there and not have to buy one? Well, yeah, I, I want to see Alex Hunt do well because we've brought him through, you know, and he's shown flashes of it. Yeah. So if he can be patient and be one of them players that is really patient with it, I'd love that, obviously. So um, I'll give you Backinson's FIFA card because we always do before we give him his real world. So he's a 66th rated rare silver central midfielder, yes. 23 years old as well. That is that is potential. That is career mode gold. I love it. 65 pace, 57 shooting, 61 passing, 66 dribbling, 66 defending and 73 physical. He is getting used and developed in any career mode I do. Um, his overall stats that I can find are his, these are his lifetime stats 47 championship appearances 5 goals 45 league 2 appearances 3 goals 8 
eight goal involvements, 17 League One appearances with two goals there. Let's just get his uh, last Now, Go on, carry on. when you did your little short on it, people were asking about what position kind of thing. And he's a central de- defensive midfielder. He plays 77 times there. So he is technically your Luongo replacement. Yes. I don't think it, I don't think he's a centre mid. People keep thinking. CDM he, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. He is that kind of player. And it, let's be honest, it's the player we need. I don't, it, but people have always gone, well, he's not going to be as good as uh, Luongo. No, but you've got the thing, we've got the ability to get him to be a good as Luongo because of his age and it's young. It's interesting because if Ipswich did want him, they had an option to sign him last season. Didn't do it. Yeah. Maybe finances. Are, oh my God. Have you seen his full name? Yes, I have. It's not fun. Have you, hang on. I have something else. To sh- I'm just going to read this full name, the full name. Tyreek Jamal Adenshina Oliveira Backinson. I'm getting Worko to do some voiceover work for me. I see. So he can say them for me so I don't have to. It's a good shout, to be fair. Man's got a radio voice. Yes, indeed. Uh, where is it? Uh, if you go to the general Discord, here we go. Copy text. Put this into... I'm, I'm waiting on bated breath here, Jake, as I'm sure all the audience well, are. Well, have a look. Look at them. Names. <laughs> Never in a lifetime I'm going to try and say that. Dennis Emmanuel, Abidun, Bamidiet Delhi, Chizoki, Adeniran. Oh, well done. Adeniran. <laughs> and that's the bit I get wrong. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um... Oliver Fasayo for Farouk Deli Basharu. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, be brave. You're good at them. Be brave. But yeah, um his he looks I forgot oh, I did a boy, short thanks. now. I was just checking my short comments, but yeah, most people were asking about that. People didn't seem too happy actually in the comments there. Oh, do we don't do we really need him? That sort of thing. So hopefully we can show that we did and he becomes a great signing for us. Yeah. It cover could five subs. Yeah. Remember that five subs? It's a it cover that we desperately need. And could, could it be cover for somebody who's outgoing? So this is from Lancashire Live. Blackpool bid for Sheffield Wednesday midfielder for Sayo Deli Basharu. Rejected. Quote, Blackpool's bid for Sheffield Wednesday. I've just said that. The Seaside has tabled an offer for the 21-year-old and now Sheff- the Sheffield Star have confirmed a bid upwards of half a million pounds has been rejected for the prospect. Blackpool are keen to add central midfielder to the ranks, having missed out on Ebu Adams earlier in the window prior to Neil Critchley's departure. It is understood as per Yorkshire Live, Wednesday don't want to sell the midfielder and contract talks with the club have mooted to the end, to extend, have been mooted to extend his deal that expires next summer. Deli Basharu had a breakthrough season for Darren Moore's side last campaign, but faces competition in the central spot of a club with ambitious ambitions. Kill me. Ambitions of promotion to the championship this season. Michael Appleton is yet to see a new arrival at Bloomfield Road this summer transfer window, despite feeling confident that signing would arrive prior to the club's trip to Scotland last Sunday. Likewise, Appleton felt the club were close to one or two deals post-Southport, but those deals are yet to come to pass. So, now, before we go into it, there have been reports that there are contract talks ongoing with Delhi Basharu camp now. And it very much, one of the big reasons why they got rejected, if he go, we have to pay Man City. Oh, we right. owe Man City money. So, it might be a case that that's not enough to pay what Man City and then have a profit. And also, he's 21 year old. I do not want us to see us sell him. I want him to develop at Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. Because he's the only he one 21? in our midfield. Yes. No, he's not. He's 23, surely. I think he's 21, mate. 22. Oh, he's 21. 20. Yes. Christ, I thought he was 21 when we signed him. No, he's 21. I, 
if you look at how Delhi played this preseason, he's knocking players out the way. He is oh, running mate, from no, deep. He's signed, so great. Sign the contract, Delhi. Yeah. You've got plenty of your career to do a Hurst on us. Sign the contract. Just <laughs> you, you, you'll actually play, mate. No, I Delhi Basharu is for me the only one in our midfield who got strength, who can run at a player without getting knocked over. Because it's a very lightweight midfield. Mm. Delhi adds something, and there's a the part. Of, the only thing we can't accept: put cereal in before milk. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I will forgive you for the the milk if sign you, the contract. If, yeah, if yeah. you sign the contract, okay. But, but get yeah. a new contract signed up because even then, if someone comes in, we can get more money for him. Being twenty one, this is one of the things that I liked when more uh, when Monk was here because this was a Monk signing. Yeah, Monk was happy to get him in. He saw something. He's such a good player, and he's showing glimpses. This thing. This preseason that he can do something in this midfield. Good old monkey. Hi, Andy. Sorry, Andy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Fizz. Uh, this could be another departure, though. Is it Silla so long? Um, mm. I am nicking that. Sorry, yep, sorry on your Twitter. Well done. Uh, well done to that tweeter who tweeted it to you. I've not just come up with that. I've, I, no, very good. That's it, the one part of YouTube I can't do because I'm dyslexic as hell. I, I'll be honest. That is all the. Uh, that will be the podcast title as well. Yes, because they are the uh, puns I use anyway. So that's fantastic. If he does leave, do it. Actually, it might be the title of this podcast. I'm going to call it this one. I'm taking it. Okay. Because um, that is a Talkie Wednesday podcast name, isn't it? Yes, it is very much. So. Um, De Graf Shap strikes and picks up Silaso at Sheffield Wednesday. This is from Gelderlander.nl. Their, their version of the star. Is it their version of the star? Or the male, it looks like. It's, it's, are you sure it's the star? It's a red top. But the red tops are the same in, I don't know. Um, so, Quote, De Grafschap has, ca- has captured attacker Silaso. He comes transfer free from English Sheffield Wednesday and signs for two years in Dochenchem. That's probably ch- chime or something that I'm not pronouncing correctly. Attacker So, son of a Senegalese father and a Dutch mother, was allowed to leave Sheffield Wednesday on a free transfer despite an ongoing contract. Last Wednesday, so played for half an hour in the Owls exhibition game against Spanish Rayo Valencio. On Saturday, he was missing from selection at Sheffield Wednesday during the exhibition game at Wigan Athletic. End quote. So that was obviously very roughly translated from the article. Yes. He called in sick, according to Darren Moore, and wasn't yeah, at Wigan. Yeah, he had a 24 to 48 hour bug. Was the 24 to 48 hour bug actually a medical with the Grafschap? Now, the thing is, tonight, Monday, there is a BBC Radio Sheffield interview with Darren Moore where fans can call in. I think this is going to get spoken about a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you fussed? No, not really. I mean, there's so many on Twitter that are, and there's so many. I know you've got By your the flights, way, I, boys. I, I, I'm not, not ruining your party. I'm not going to lie. The person who got 10 quid worth of stickers, I feel for you. <laughs> I get well, I get. we've got our cult players, but like, this was such a weird signing. It didn't feel like a Darren Moore signing. That's what was odd about it. It never found, felt like Darren Moore wanted to play. It was just someone that he could have as a body. Mm. If that makes sense. And the thing is, with with it, I know uh, during the preseason, he's another one of, is he a Wednesday player, is he not? Who got married. Because uh, I think it was Patterson, Bannon and so all got married during the uh, summer. So he's another one that got married and he may want to go back home. You don't know the situations and stuff like that. You're just looking at me. How do I know that? I'm just like, 
Mate, you were like, you are some out like Real Housewives or something. You are genuinely like. Oh, I mean, the information is relevant to the podcast, but I'm like, Christ, you've got way more time than me to know all of these things. Carry on. <laughs> Not time, it's just boredom on Instagram. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Um, but it could be a case of that. And I'm not bothered. Either. The only bit that concerns me is free transfer. Why is it a free transfer? Why can't we get a bit of Yeah, Catherine? didn't we but- pay for him? No, we no, didn't. He, he would have been a free. He was a free, free to start free. off with. So that might be why it's a free, but we didn't pay anything, so don't pay anything. And it could be been told. It, it has been sounded like he's been told he can go if he wants, kind of thing, not in the plans. But who's he being told by if he's called in sick to do this? Because otherwise Darren Moore just wouldn't say anything, would he? Yeah. You'd just say, you just say oh, well, no, I guess he would say he's, he's been sick or he's picked up a knock or the, any, any line for... He's having a medical, I'm but we're not sure. I'm taking the dog for a walk. We're not, oh God. We're not sure if the deal's <laughs> going to actually go through. You know, it's, yeah, it could have been one of them. It could have been. It, it's a weird one because the start, Joe and Alex basically said, uh, we're not working today. Uh, it's our days off. But they basically turned around and said, look, we've had nothing from the club indicating that he's gone or anything like that. But it was the one where I'm not fucked. If he'd gone or not, because he would be a squad player. He looked okay in that Ray Volcano game. I'm not going to lie. There were bits that he did, which was really good. But has he hit the ground running in a Wednesday shirt? Not really. He had a good run in the Peaks Cup. That was it. I, I, apart from that, I, do you see him replacing Gregory and Smith and Windass? No. I mean, some people do. They bought flags. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just adding fuel on their burnt dreams right now. Um, no flag burning. It's very hot. No more fire. <laughs> no, I, uh, I'm indifferent on this one, man. We'll, we'll see how that one plays out. But yeah, let us know what you think below. Yeah. And we'd like to know all your thoughts on all of this. So, this is exciting in a way. We've been linked with this player before, but it's come back around. So, Kmar Roof could leave Rangers as Sheffield Wednesday target shock loan transfer. This headline's from the Scottish Daily Express. Quote, the 29-year-old has fell further down at the Ibrox pecking order and several English League One sides are interested in the forward. Sheffield Wednesday are looking to win the race for Rangers ace Kmar Roof, according to reports. The 29-year-old joined Rangers in 2020 from Anderlecht, but has endured an injury-plagued time in Govan. He's managed to make 72 appearances for the light blue since his arrival in Glasgow, netting 34 times, 16 of them which came last season. The Jamaican international has always been behind Alfredo Morelos in the pecking order at the Ibrox, but has fell further behind following the arrival of Antonio Colac from PAOK and has yet to feature this preseason after suffering yet another injury blow. End quote. He would fit right in. He's a Wednesday player. Yeah, he is. Um, Quote, Derby County were also reportedly eyeing a move for the forward as they look to rebuild for an administration and relegation to League One. However, according to Alan Nixon, Owls boss Darren Moore sees Roos as the missing link for his side as they look to mount a title charge and are looking to swoop in and and land the forward on a season-long loan. Sheffield Wednesday have already signed one centre-forward this summer, with Michael Smith joining on a free transfer following the expiry of his contract with Rotherham. There are still two years remaining on Roos' contract, securing his future at Ibrox until the end of the 23-24 season. End quote. Now, a loan signing for this sort of player... if we can keep him fit or even get some gains out of him, like this is, I get what he means by the missing link. But you get Roof, you probably don't get Wilkes. Yeah, but if you're you, not getting, you're yeah. not getting both. Are we not? You're not getting both. Are we not? I don't think you are. No, I don't think we are either, but are we not? Why not? <laughs> um, he, the reason Derby are out, kind of out the picture with it, is they've got an eight point four salary cap, and his wages is something like twenty thousand, twenty five thousand. So we're gonna have to do like a wave split to see who. Yeah, we for. might we might pay about twelve of it, twelve fourteen. Yeah, of it, um, yeah. good player if you can be fit. That's my only thing. Uh, I would love to get him. He will dribbly one up, and we are we are missing that kind of player. We are missing. With what he said, we are missing that kind of player who can 
do something out of nowhere. There's no one in that squad apart from Barry Bannon and Windass who can like do something a little bit magical, if that makes sense. And with Akeem Aruf, he doesn't know where the net is. He got a very good goal ratio as well. And I've, I don't know, it's one of the ones, would, would you want Wilkes as, I just said, we're probably not getting Wilkes, but if we got them both on loan, if they're willing to loan him, that's an option. Yeah. You're thinking about it. But why would you say that? Why would you loan Wilkes if his contract runs out? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I, some people said it, this was baiting a uh, hold save while we've moved on to another target then. Could be. But the only concern is that injury record, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, he still managed to do tw- make 21 appearances and score 10 goals last season. What were the injuries? Do we know? Um, oh, let me go to transfer market with this section on there. It's it, that it, that weird one, isn't it? Because he did fracture someone's skull last season. What? In an Europa League match with Slavia Prague, he tackled the goalkeeper Collar and fractured his skull. Ouch! And he was banned for four games after that. So he'd take to League One's physicality, all right, then, wouldn't he? <laughs> Worth mentioning, obviously, yeah. he's been in League. Two in league, well, he was in League One with Colchester, and then he jumped to the Championship with Leeds. So he jumped straight was from he, League was Two. He, uh, Oxford as well. Yeah, Oxford in League oh, yeah. Two, but then he jumped straight from there to the Championship with Leeds. I don't. I take him. Definitely, he's, he's twenty nine, isn't he? Yeah. So a knock, a knock, a car problem. A Thigh problem, a calf problem, a calf problem, ankle injury, calf injury. It'll fit right in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all muscle, they're all muscle injuries. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> let's do his. Uh, let's do his FIFA card because we always do. He's a seventy-four yep. rated silver. Yes, boys. This would be the one. He'll get a downgrade because it's coming to Wednesday, but I'll still take it. We only got Bannon that's up near there. This was like our bottom line player for a while as well when we were up in the Championship glory mm. days. Ah, 79 pace, 75 shooting, 67 passing, 73 dribbling, 50 defending, 63 physical. What a player for a FIFA career mode that is. So that And that alone is the reason we sign him Wednesday. It's not. But um, yeah, I'd be all over this. If we can get him on decent wages. We clearly, with our defence in the state it is, we clearly just need to outscore everybody. Like that Brendan Rodgers Liverpool, just outscore him. Carlos's. Yeah. Carlton. Outscore them. If you can't defend it, Outscore him. Yep. Okay. Just keep no putting way. the boy in the back of the net. Sorry. Siri so decided to jump in. Yeah. I wonder what that was. Is your Discord going off as well? Or is it mine? Uh, not mine. Okay. Interesting. This is from Football Insider. Derby County and Sheffield Wednesday in a race to sign Deji Satona. Uh, De- uh, Derby County and Sheffield Wednesday are plotting moves to sign Neistar. Deji Satona, sources have told Football Insider the league. The two League One big guns are readying offers for the 19-year-old after his spell on loan at Brentford B last season. Satona is on their radar for a loan deal after he caught the eye of their talent spotters with his blistering pace and goal threat. The Irishman moved to Nice in the summer of 2020 on a three-year contract under Patrick Vieira, but is yet to make his senior bow. He had been offered a professional contract at Man United, but rejected it to try and get first-team football in France, end quote. That's quite ambitious there, actually. I, I quite like that. Going back through, it wants to play. Going back into the article and the quotes. However, with opportunities limited at Nice, he returned to England with Brentford B in January. His form for the Bs led to a call-up for the Republic of Ireland under-20 squad in March. The, Waterford, the Waterford-born ace could now become Derby's latest recruit as they rebuild their squad at the head of the 22-23 season. The Rams have bolted their attack already. Yeah, all right. Sheffield Wednesday finished fourth in League One in the 2021-22 season before being beaten. Oh, why does everybody have to say that? I'm not reading it, right? Yes, we know. Okay. We were there. <laughs> That's just telling us who we've signed. So, Satona, I can't say I know a lot about this lad other than he's a 62-rated bronze on FIFA with 89 pace. 58. He, 
58 shoot. Hang, hang on, hang on, sir. Sir. Go on, sir. Manual. 58 shooting, 52 passing, 65 dribbling, 28 defending, 48 physical. Okay. And um, he's a rare bronze. So pretty garbage, but with potential there. I like the fact that everybody says he's pacey, but I can't see I've seen him play. Over to you, my friend. Thank you, Beaker of the House. That's okay. <laughs> but, <Order>. um, <laughs> Carry on. I, th- what's been said is that I've heard that he's not going to be a first teamer, though. Like he's going to be for the under 21s situation, then possibly look at signing him. Which doesn't make no sense. I'd rather just put him in the first team and see what happens. Because uh, the Simmons kid from uh, Birmingham, very similar as well. I think it's worth the gamble if we loan him and then see what we can do. Because if he Why does would well, you loan him for your under? I d- yeah, the thing that I don't get, I was looking that there was talk that, I think it was Dom House and saying it was for like the under 21. That doesn't make sense. Unless it's me. permanent. Surely, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, it'd be interesting what his value would be worth. He's got no stats. He's literally got no stats. He's done nothing. <laughs> no, because it's all B team yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I can pull up his B team. Is uh, under eighteen Premier League back in the day. He had sixteen appearances and scored four goals. But we need speed. I, I honestly, I can't say anything about this player with any degree of knowledge. So I'm not going I to. Si- I d- I done the YouTube clips and he's that. That's about it. Fair enough. Um, but also, can we stop having Wednesday and Derby do my head in? <laughs> That's going to be the thing, though, isn't it? That's going to be the thing. Did you see one of their fans the other day said that we're a bigger club because we've got more followers on Twitter? And I was oh. just, yeah. Yeah. I think I want to jump out my window. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. What the hell? Right, let's go for some... Uh, Let's go for some nice, nice uh, fundraising from the club here to, yes. to wrap up the news section before we head, head into a bit of the community. So this headline's from the Star. Quote, Sheffield Wednesday club makes huge gesture to help John Burkill reach one million fundraising target. Sheffield Wednesday bosses are hoping to help legendary fundraiser John Burkill move, move a huge step forward towards his dream of raising one million for Macmillan Cancer Support. The club have confirmed that fundraising le- legend John Burkhill, otherwise known as the Man with the Pram, will be returning to Hillsborough for the Owls season opener in pursuit of his Magic Million. John, aged 83 from Hansworth, has raised over 850000 for Macmillan Cancer Support over the years, but is desperate to reach his £1 million target. It says £1 target there, guys. Um, to help, Owls bosses are allowing John and the team of volunteers to take collection buckets to Hillsborough for Sheffield Wednesday's first game of the season against Portsmouth on Saturday the 30th of July. John will collect from his usual spot on Peniston Road while volunteers will be stationed around the stadium before the game with all the money in the buckets going towards John's fund raising total. Fans at the game can also donate to help John reach his magic million by texting PRAM to 70550 to make a £5 donation. So if you are in a position to donate, do that we thought we'd include that one in there because it's yep. a it's a nice story there very, and it's, it's also it, it's also nice to have um buckets going around hillsborough that don't have something to do with uh saving rotherham united football club um I knew that was gonna come. <laughs> a good a good cause there so shall we uh jump into some community topics yes which I don't believe. Before I, we jump, actually, can, before we jump into the community topic in a community, I just want to give a little bit of a shout out and just say, Adam, who listened to the podcast, Sheffield Wednesday fan, recently lost his dad. Uh, the club reached out to him, and I just want to say, us as a talking Wednesday community and fan base is in the Discord. We're thinking about you, mate, and don't be scared to reach out and talk to people about it because it can't be nice to going through that. Reach out, please talk to people. People will listen. I don't, yeah, so, so I'm I'm genuinely you Adam. I apologise because I'm an idiot, as we all know. This I I've missed this this somehow, and I would just want to send all my best personally to you there. Um, yeah, all all my thoughts with you would there, and yeah, chat to us in the Discord, and I will try and be a little bit more active in the Discord and chat with you all as well. So uh, 
all the best to you there, mate. Um, going through a tough time, but we are, we are all yeah. thinking of you there. Um, let's. How have we missed this? What? How we've not put the the squad numbers in the the news. But Andy it was writes. A busy week. Yeah, Andy, Andy <laughs> writes in and goes into the Discord and goes, thoughts on the squad numbers? No number one and no number seven. Neither Render or Jackson giving a n- number as a potential third keeper. Also, no numbers for Galvin or Kadatamari. Render and Jackson still at the club? No. I don't think they are, they Andy. Left. I think they got released. So that's probably why. Right, I'll read you your numbers. Number two is... <laughs> Num- number two is Liam Palmer. Number three is Jaden Brown. Number four is Will Volks. Number five is Ben Hennigan. Number six is Dominic Iorfa. Eight is Dennis Adoniran. Nine is Lee Gregory. Ten is Barry Bannon. Eleven is Josh Windass. Thirteen is Callum Patterson. Fourteen is George Byers. Fifteen is Akin Famiao. Seventeen is Fasayo Delibashiru. Eighteen is Marvin Johnson. Twenty is Michael Awekwe. Twenty-four is Michael Smith. Twenty-five is Cameron Dawson. Twenty-nine is Alex Hunt. Thirty-one is David Stockdale. Thirty-two is Jack Hunt. Thirty-three is Reese James, and forty is Silla So, for now. So yeah, no number one here. I thought, oh, it's a clever way to sort of like not fight over number one. But David Stockdale always likes thirteen. He couldn't get it because of Patterson, so he's just flipped it to thirty-one. Sorry, son, crying now. Yeah, he did. He did post that there. We. Uh, Obviously, you don't. I think it's a clever idea not to give anyone the number one anyway. Um, yeah. If you if you if you're saying you've not got a designated number one for next season, it makes sense. Back in was Backinson given seven. Uh, I don't think Backinson was given a number. They were released before we signed. Backinson might be given the seven, so that might be the answer there, Andy. But yeah, other than that, no real standouts there for me. Um, you can see where it's weird that Jaden Brown's been given the three still because I, I don't think he's really in the plans. Unless they just want him to cover. Yeah, maybe. Like the the substitution that needs to come on. So uh, Andy did write in again and went, what's your preseason rating for Darren Moore on a scale of one to, dem- to ten? Personally, I'm at a 47 having heard how he's convincing players to join to by telling them they deserve mm-hmm. a chance to play at our club. Hashtag massive club ego. Maple Leaf adds to that, says, love the idea, Andy. Maybe a good community topic would be to rate Darren Moore on all the aspects of being a manager. Recruitment, man management, game plans, set pieces, style of play, in-game modifications, media interactions, fan interaction slash appreciation. What else? Question mark. In other words, give Moore a manager FIFA card with all the ratings. Right. That's quite clever, Yeah, I quite like this. Um, so... Recruitment. If we're going on a scale of, we're going on a, we're going to go out of a hundred. We're going to use the FIFA scale. So it's the right. FIFA scale. So for recruitment, for me, I would say this is his, this is his one. So I would give Darren Moore a ninety-one for recruitment. He'd be a ninety-one sort of like if it was his pace, he'd be ninety-one yeah, for recruitment. I agree with that. Yeah, maybe a ninety-two with some of the for me with some of the players he's managed to convince like a Will Vokes. Come down to League One. So his man management would tie into that a little bit, but it wouldn't be as strong because we're, we're keeping this realistic, okay? So I would probably say his man management would be an 80 for me because not they don't always listen. They don't always get there. So I'd give him an 80. 83 for me because he handled the Joff Windass thing really well. Okay, we'll settle on 82. Um, game plans. Six sixty nine. I'm going sixty five. Yeah, because sometimes if Plan A works, it's fantastic. Um, set pieces. At the moment, forty. <laughs> that defending. No, he's the lowest sort of stats you see on FIFA are thirty two. So yeah. I'm going thirty two. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's getting the 32 for set pieces. Um, oh, that's fair. Media interactions? I'd say... 50. Y- yeah, I'd say 55. Because, yeah, he obviously has to repeat himself quite a bit. That's yeah. not really on him. And fan interaction slash appreciation. I would say he's pretty solid at this. I'd say about 75 for me. Yeah. I'd say the same, actually, that one. Not obviously... 
you know, he's, he's just standard football manager on that front. So, yeah, he's got a FIFA card of 91, 82, 65, 32, 55, 75. If one of you nerds wants to work out what that would be on an overall, if you were to do it in a FIFA card, feel free and we will make it. We will we will uh, make it up. We'll put it all together before somebody robs on, that as well. Go on, carry on. On, on Andy thing of what percentage we would give him, like, on the thing, it, it, the thing that gets me... Every interview you hear from Dar- when, from a Darren Moore player that signs is Gaffer sat down with me, loved the idea, know what I want to do. You want that in your manager. You want the manager to convince the player when they may be not thinking. But we've heard at times where Darren Moore's done the sale pitch and they've gone, mm, can I get back to this? Like, no, you either want it or you don't. I'm going. Yeah. No, it's been a fantastic side of it. But yeah, um, that is all I have got for this week of talking wednesday it's not even been an extra long episode but also i'm kind of glad it's nope. not been because it's so humid i want to get not out of here now yes. um but yes i don't know what the schedule is going to be like a little bit going forward we might bring back some of the match shorts i might not put them on youtube i might put them on youtube to be fair because they did they did all right on youtube but i might put yeah. them on uh jake usually does them because i'm always massively busy but it was nice doing a little breakdown match review we'll put them on all the socials it'll be back to business very soon. Um, yeah. I might do you one vlog before the summer's out. I'm not going to vlog many matches this season, but I might do one. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Jake, you got anything to add this week? Stay cool and football is back Saturday. God. Yeah. It feels weird, doesn't it? And good luck, like good luck to the women tonight uh, in terms of this yes. podcast. So we will... Uh, See how that one goes. But yes, that has been it for episode 76 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care of yourselves and we will see you in the next one. See ya.